0: This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Brazilian corn farmers are eating us up from several directions. They have lower land costs, they are growing their domestic demand base for corn, and they have a currency advantage when sold for export. The Mato Grosso is was similar to Iowa, except that they have a longer growing season facilitating double cropping. Imagine what it would do to our cost structure if we could grow soybeans followed by corn in the same season and not pay any more cash rent. Midwest farmers grew crops and learned that they could add value if they walked the grain off farms as livestock, Livestock production is seeing strong growth in the Model Grosso. They're shipping pork rather than corn for export. We recently built an ethanol industry to make motor fuel from corn along with distiller's grain for livestock feed. They are building plans to do likewise in the Model Grosso. They have been importing ethanol from sugarcane growing areas to the Mato Grosso, and now they can export corn feedstock ethanol from the Mato Grosso to meet Brazilian fuel demand and eventually compete with ours for export. They don't get the political pushback from a petroleum industry that we do against ethanol. They are growing a domestic corn demand base. This has taken a long developmental process. Domestic internal corn prices have improved there. With the development of local demand, their market opportunities have expanded as well. Twenty years ago, no one could get a new crop corn bid to forward price that didn't have too much basis risk there. Today, that has changed, and Brazilian corn farmers can price corn ahead, which gives them more confidence that they can grow it for a profit. Why would you not grow something for a $101 an acre profit as a second crop? I may have told this story before, but I will again paraphrase. U.S. farmers, on uh, my son Matthews and his wife Carol's Brazilian tour last winter, visited a farm in the Mato Grosso. The tour asked the Brazilian farmer for his cost of production, and he at first scoffed, asking them if they wanted him to lie to them. He had visited the U.S. and asked a U.S. farmer for his cost of production, and felt that he had been lied to, because the numbers he was given would have resulted in a loss, and that could not be true. The tour assured him that they were accurate. We were not making any money. He could not conceive of that. Twenty years ago, they did not have the corn varieties that performed well in the Brazilian climate. They have made huge strides since in corn genetics. If they are profitable, every year adds expansion, which leads to a thriving dynamic. John Deere enjoys a market growth in Brazil, where every year they need more equipment to farm more acres. The way deer makes money here is to sell technology. Unfortunately, that technology has made the difference in our profitability. We have the lead in technology and technology adoption, but it is not enough to overcome other impediments to our profitability or to swing competitive advantages our way. There are limits to Brazil's corn expansion. It is regional to where the season accommodates double cropping. That doesn't include northeast Brazil. One other advantage that they have is that they get enough rain in the Mato Grosso that they do not need irrigation, but the soils drain well enough to limit the need for tiling. Here in the United States, it takes irrigation to grow a corn crop in the plains and field tile to grow corn in Iowa. Both add to our land cost. There is some double cropping of soybeans behind wheat limited by region in the U.S. Double cropping in Brazil is a structural advantage to them that we frankly do not have an answer for. Not all of Brazil can take this advantage. In Bahia, they are a single crop with more production risk than in the Mato Grosso. Not even the locals knew the consequences of such advantages 20 years ago. U.S. farmers reduced their corn production by 3% this year, while Brazilian farmers plan to increase theirs by 8%. They are soaking up the market share of U.S. corn production that we are surrendering. The Ukraine and Russia are doing likewise. Was well, it not for our farm subsidy payments we'd be growing a lot less corn? While we see their weak currency as a subsidy, ours are paid in cash from USDA. I asked my daughter-in-law if they received any subsidies for their farm and she answered an emphatic no. You do not need subsidies if you're making money. I think that US taxpayers are growing tired of paying us to grow corn and we need to find a way to grow it for the market again. We will look at how currency evaluation impacts Brazil and U.S. corn export market competitiveness in the next segment of our special report, Plan C, tomorrow. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call us at 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.